setbacks. I never allowed those things to define me, or, but refine me and make me a better person, a better athlete, better man, husband, father. So my mindset, every stop and every step of the way was just to get better and, and prepare for when my opportunity came. My opportunity came, you know, year seven, where I was able to finally show what I knew I could do all along. But there's those moments, times when you're, you're getting rejected, you're getting demoted, and you're frustrated. There's those times that really shaped me and molded me and being, and being on all those different teams to be able to maximize the moment when, I, when, I, when my chance came. Justin Forsett is CEO and co-founder at Hustle Clean and a nine-year NFL running back and Pro Bowl player. He and two of his college football teammates and buddies created the brand idea of Shower Pill over a conversation they had at a restaurant when trying to solve their own sweating and health problems that they encountered. And they wanted to create a problem solver for the everyday athlete. Fast forward that idea to today and their products, Body Wipe, Face Wipe, and others are now being sold in 6,000 plus Target stores on Amazon and you can buy directly on their website. Plus, their growth is unbelievable, growing at 100% year over year for the past several years. We talk about the power of relationships, which he created playing in seven different NFL cities, how to keep learning in the entrepreneurial space, being coachable, and obsessing about your customer. We also get into the fun backstory on their Shark Tank experience too. Yeah, man, uh, we were taking a shuttle early in the morning, got, got up around, shoot, probably around 6 o'clock, um, just getting prepared, going over our final bits of uh, like preparation, and getting a shuttle bus, go over to the studios, wait into a trailer uh, for a few minutes uh, before we go on. We were the first ones to present uh, for the day, so... Uh, really excited about the opportunity. Um, little, little anxious getting ready for it to go. It seemed like those, the clock was going slow um, as we were getting ready to get on, get on air, and uh, get there behind, uh, behind the scenes, do makeup, and uh, we get back in the green room. They call us up, you know, seem sharp pill. You get out there. Um, you know, you're getting right before those big doors that you see on the show and the music is playing, the open swing open, cameras in your face, and uh, you walk out on the other side and the sharks are waiting right there in front of you, which is a surreal moment where, you know, you're like 10 feet away. You got, you know, you know, uh, these billionaires, millionaires uh, just sitting there right there in front of you ready for you to, uh, to pitch. And we go in there, we dominate the about first 60 seconds of the, the, the intro pitch, we get into Q&A and... Um, start asking questions about the business and going back and forth and we're in there about an hour uh, and some change and uh, just talking about going back and forth they end up passing uh, on the deal even though uh, Lori uh, wanted to get on the deal uh, with uh, Alex Rodriguez but he didn't want in and uh, yeah we left there really disappointed I remember going back to stage just, just like a kick in the gut just like man we had opportunity it was really on us um, that we could have really uh, seized that moment and just didn't. And, uh, yeah, just determined from that day on, like, that was going to be the fuel, that we was going to get better, and that we would never let the opportunity like this slip through our fingers again. So stay, and, uh, stay, stay with me there for a second because you said you were 
you were on stage there presenting for an hour and change and obviously made for TV, right? So the, the segment that you guys were on that ultimately aired on TV, uh, I'm ballparking somewhere between five and eight minutes is probably about what they do on air. So th- that hour when you're in there, is it, is it rapid fire? I mean, is that, is that 50 questions back and forth? Is, it, is there yeah. a break in there or is it really like a presentation that a, an agency would go present to a, to a brand? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like a you know, regular meeting presentation that you have on steroids. Okay. You know, you got the sharks just talking over each other, jumping in, trying to, trying to figure out more about the deal and the opportunity. And, you know, you got Mark over talking loud and Lori is trying to get her, her two cents in, Barbara, and they're just, you know, all over <coughs> each other. And uh, you're trying to just trying to settle it down and trying to figure out, you know, answer everybody's questions the right way. But, uh, but yeah, that, it, it was pretty crazy. What do you what do you learn from that hour back and forth? Would you would you guys take from that conversation besides the immediate obviously disappointment because you're there to try to get a deal? But when you left there or just years since in terms of your own learning, how did that make you guys better business people? Yeah, for sure. Just really being able to tell the story. That's all about storytelling. At the end of the day, um, getting people on on the vision of the company. And, you know, being able to tell it, um, you know, from a brand standpoint, from the financial story or having that story locked down, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, in the back of your head is extremely important. Um, and so from that day on, you just try to get better at those things, understanding your business, understanding the numbers, understanding, you know, different assumptions that you're making, um, just having a better grasp. Because, I mean... Th- when we were on that show, I mean, I literally just came off the playing field, hmm. got the opportunity, got retired, um, and they saw, uh, a Bleacher Report did an article on me that kind of went viral, it was on CNN and whatnot, and the executive producer for Shark Tank reached out to me, asked me if I would want to be on the show, and uh, went through the whole process, and, uh, you know, I was thrown right, in, right into the ring, into the fire, and, um, you know, it was one of those opportunities that you can't pass, but... I feel that I'm way more mature now and have a better understanding of just a, a better business acumen than I had um, before going on that show. And, t- and tell me about the business today. Yeah, the business is uh, doing well. It's thriving. Um, we have been growing significantly, almost 100% year-over-year growth wow. over the last three years. Um, it's in uh, national uh, retail uh, with Target. Um, we're going this year, we're from 1,800 stores this year to about 6,400 stores across the country. And uh, things are looking up. We uh, expanded the brand into Hustle Clean, in which it was formerly Shower Pill uh, this year, where we're uh, doing more of the traditional products um, for this active person, this everyday athlete, fitness enthusiast. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty exciting times. We've got some really cool partners on board founder of Method and Ali, Eric Ryan, who's been an investor advisor to the company, has joined the team to help us out. Got a nice CFO based out of Austin who's worked with some CPG brands, um, big CPG brands in the past. So the team is a lot tighter, better, and uh, the product is better, and, uh, you know, the people that are leading is better. I mean, 100% year over year for multiple years is incredible. Is there one or two things you can point to that's allowed you guys to keep kind of booming at that pace? 
Yeah, just being obsessed with the customer, um, knowing, you know, we have pretty, we got product market fit pretty, uh, pretty early on in the business, knowing, you know, who likes us, who uses the product, different use cases that we had within the community, and, um, and then meeting them where they're at. Like, we do a, a, a lot of sampling, going out to events, um, and just being amongst the people. We just know the consumer better than anyone else, uh, I believe, and uh, we're pretty maniacal about it. And I mean, Target from eighteen hundred to sixty four hundred—that's huge. Uh, is that are you guys kind of door to door in that? Is that a monthly promotion that you guys are doing personally, or is it once that customer buys, then it's really just a ship and wait? Yeah. So it is. Uh, so I'm trying to understand your question. So for us to get a customer like Target, a partner like them. Um, it's just, you know, maybe being able to reach out to the right people. Uh, it's fairly easy uh, for us to get in front of the buyers of some of these uh, brick-and-mortar stores. Um, the way it works, you know, they purchase from us, wholesale, resell it um, to within store. And then uh, it's, just, it's upon us. Uh, it's, a, it's our job to go out and have more distribution partners along the way. That's the right fit for, uh, for our brand. But, but, yeah, we'll be adding some more stores this year. Um, that we'll be announcing later um, in a couple months now. But, uh, but yeah, we're growing rapidly. I'm, I'm curious. I want to go back to football for a second. In your career, uh-huh. great success, and you did it across a number of teams. I think seven. Tell me, keep me honest yeah. there. I think it was seven, maybe, and Seattle twice in there. What did you, yeah. what did you learn through your career having to – uh, re- reinvent yourself uh, in different cities, um, prove yourself in different cities. Uh, I'm curious how that helped you, probably challenging while you're living it, but I'm sure helped you to, to be a, almost a better person um, than you could have been if you were in one place. I'm just curious what it was like being on se- in, in seven different cities during your career. Yeah, man, it's, uh, it's a crazy experience. I loved it, built a lot of relationships. Um, definitely you have to kind of start all over again. Just, um, when you get to a new team and doing that seven times can be tough, but, uh, I just kind of look at it as an opportunity for me to get better and and to show fresh start for me to show my skill set to another team, another organization. And, uh, I just kind of use that to my advantage. You know, those setbacks, I never allow those things to define me, but refine me and make me a better person, a better athlete, better man, husband, father. So, um, my mindset, every stop and every step of the way was just to get better um, and, 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 and prepare for when my opportunity came. Um, my opportunity came, you know, year seven where I was able to finally show what I knew I could do all along. Um, but there's those moments, uh, times when, you know, if you're, you're getting rejected, you're getting demoted and you're frustrated. There's those times that really uh, shaped me and molded me and being, and being on all those different teams to be able to maximize the moment when, I, when, I, when my chance came. And I'm curious, and you mentioned the word relationships. Were, were you the type of guy when you were in these cities that you were head down and, and football and family was 100% of your life? Or were you in the community and building relationships with brands, community, just local leaders? Because you had a, a, a vision of football was going to be a piece of life, not all of it. And you knew down the road you were going to have to, you're going to want to come back and, and be in business or partnership with folks. Oh man, yeah, I know. It was definitely me about it was definitely about me trying to go out and have an impact wherever I went, in the locker room and outside the locker room. I mean, we don't we don't know how much how long we have here on earth. 
So, you know, I was living with the mindset, like, I want to leave a legacy and I want people to remember me and the things that I've done for other people and the relationships I've built. So uh, I've always tried to go in and make, insert myself into the locker room community and have genuine, authentic impact um, well beyond football. So anywhere, I was always serving in the community, always trying to find ways to help out and uh, just to make the place better around me. So that was kind of my mindset every step. And is that a mindset that you created yourself or different role models on the field or off the field that uh, you looked up to growing up that kind of guided you in making sure you were doing that stuff too? Yeah, it was definitely my my faith to just realizing that, you know, it's a short time here and I want to do things that um, pleases God and, you know, pleases my family, um, community, um, because, you know, no matter how much money I make, how much car, how many cars I have, how many homes I have, like, and on my deathbed, I'm not going to be able to take any of those things with me. What's going to be able to last the test of time is just how I've been able to affect people in a positive way. So um, that was just kind of my mindset. Of course, I looked up to guys like Reggie White, who just uh, embodied, um, you know, just this authentic, genuine person who loved to give and serve and, you know, sacrifice, you know, on and off the field in a, in a very, like, in, um uh, this whole uh, concept of just like servant leadership, um, he embodied that, and uh, I respected that from a young age. And uh, he was one of the guys I looked up to. I'm curious in this world of social platforms that we're, we're living with and on constantly. Do you use all? I know you're on Twitter and Instagram. Are you on TikTok and YouTube, Facebook, and everything else, or where where do you spend your time? And and do you use them to is it more of information sharing of what you're doing, or do you use them to learn, too? Yeah, it's definitely a combination of both. I'm on all uh, the major platforms, for sure, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. I'm more so Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, and uh, Twitter mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, not much Facebook. Uh, but I just it, it just keeps gives me, as an entrepreneur and, and you know, uh, running a brand, uh, really having a pulse on the culture and the shifts and like what's hot right now and what's going on within, um, you know, uh, society is important. Um, just knowing my customer more, being able to see them out on Instagram and learn and hear like feedback um, on the brand side is important. And then being able to connect with my friends and be able to allow people to come in on this journey with me as a former athlete, now entrepreneur, is a way that I can share part of my life and maybe encourage and inspire some people. Yeah, I mean, the social platform's incredible way to engage one-to-one to, to learn from customers, that's for sure. I'm curious also, how, how do you guys learn in just being a, uh, better in your entrepreneurial skills? I mean, you came in and you guys have obviously done unbelievable stuff, but along the way as, was this the first business that you and your partners created together? And I guess if so, then who are then are those role models or how are you guys learning on a daily basis uh, just in building a business? Yeah, this was the first time that we ever done anything together with college teammates at yep. Cal and uh, just came together with this concept and idea and, and try to go after it. Uh, how do we grow and learn? Uh, a lot of reading. I mean, if you want to lead, you have to read, uh, have to read, you know, learning from others that have done it before at a high level. Um, you know, there's a lot of great books out there, a lot of great podcasts that we listen to. Um, have great mentors too. I mentioned one earlier, Eric Ryan, 
um, from the company um, Method and Ali, been able to meet great people like uh, Amoyz Ali, who was the founder of uh, Native, who was just knocked it, knocked it out of the park from the D2C standpoint. Um, organic, the organic deodorant uh, was acquired uh, about a year ago from Procter and Gamble for uh, 100 million dollars, um, and uh, just kind of surrounding yourself with people that have great experience and are doing the things that you want to do, and uh, always being coachable is kind of the mindset that we have, and that's been allowing us to grow and learn at a fast rate. Yeah, uh, so coachable is certainly one of those tips. I'm curious what those other two or three other tips, not necessarily just for a professional athlete. It's anyone who wants to be an entrepreneur when going out with a passion and trying to make it. What, would you, what advice would you share from your years of doing this that you'd pass along to somebody? Man, um, <laughs> there's, it's inevitable. Adversity is inevitable. It's going to happen. Um, don't shy away from it. Um, embrace those moments. So those things, those things will shape you. Um, if you have the right perspective, um, you definitely have to keep fighting. It's a fight every day. Um, being an entrepreneur, I always joke with people on saying that you have to be like a, uh, you know, an entrepreneur is also being. So being able to, uh, you know, put out fires every day when they come and keep pushing and uh, never, never giving up. You know, there's a lot of people that told me to uh, let, you know, I was out of my mind for starting this type of company and this business. It was my, the people that I was serving, the community was too small. Um, you're never getting traction, you know, all these type of things. Like, you know, I get told by investors, no, all the time. But I just believe in what I'm doing. Uh, I'm one of those guys who will never give up. You know, it's my mentality. You know, that's allowed me to be successful in football um, and just be resilient and show that grit day in and day out. Um, but you know, you just got to be able to have faith and trust yourself um, along the way in this journey. When you guys originally came up with the idea of Shower Pill, where, I'm curious where that was. Were you guys on, on the couch watching TV? Were you guys at a restaurant? Where, just a phone call, texting back and forth? Where was that original discussion of this idea? Yeah, I was actually in a restaurant, um, just hanging out, brainstorming, and uh, I was in well, my second, third year in the NFL. And just throwing ideas out during the summertime, you know, with my, my former teammates. And it's like, man, yeah, this is a problem that, you know, we had as athletes in college. And that was something I was dealing with, you know, as a uh, athlete, as a professional athlete. And I thought it was a need. You saw that it was a need. And it's like, man, this is a perfect opportunity for us to, to attack with the right people to do it. Hmm. I'm curious, uh, jumping here for a second to the American Flag Football League, which I think you played in. I see it locally here in D.C. I mean, flag has just gone gangbusters. I'm curious if you, what you think in, I don't know, not tomorrow, but 10, 15 years. Do you think flag football becomes a high school varsity sport, maybe even a college varsity sport down the road? I mean, I, it's not as a realm of possibility. And um, just the way, you know, you know, player safety is at a premium right now. Parents are really pushing their kids to flag football early. Uh, I mean, esports is you know uh, you know Division One sport now. So um, I mean, that's possible. 
I'm sure flag football is. Yeah. And, and close here with me, and you just talked about a buddy with his the organic deodorant brand and, and sold for an incredible valuation to P&G. For you guys to get to that level of scale and success, and you guys 100% year over year is just incredible stuff. What, what do you guys need to keep doing uh, to get to that level? Man, for sure. So continue to delight in our customer, uh, uh, being obsessed with them, knowing what they want and need and what they're going to want and need in the future, um, being able to kind of forecast those things out and uh, kind of be visionaries in that in that standpoint. Uh, just building a really strong community and brand that support us and, and, and continue to give them what they need, um, you know, we have the we have the right people to go out and the connections and the relationships to expand the distribution and get into get the product into the right hands. But making sure that we're keeping the customer first is uh, is how we get to the to the next level and you know being able to have an acquisition from a major st- strategic like a P and G and Unilever. And that's the bond. There's plenty more to come. <laughs>